John chapter 8, verse 28 to 32. I had, um, um, and we were just praising God because God is a healer. Um, and, and, and the enemy was really busy in the green household. We uh, had to take Vanessa to the hospital twice. And I remember uh, I was there to about 12 o'clock midnight. Uh, on Thursday evening, and just to give you some context, and and you know by the grace of God, she was uh, out of the hospital by Friday, and then she and I went on a date on last night. So uh, I praise the Lord. So I got more than one woman in my life. And <laughs> uh, but what what struck me here is that when I got to bed late, like one o'clock in the morning, and I said, and I usually lead morning prayer on Friday, and I said, I'm not leading morning prayer, I am tired, and God, you understand that I'm tired, I'm just sitting in the emergency room, and and I woke up at five, and I'm like, I'm still not going, and then the Lord said, uh, you, you need to really go. And so I decided to go and didn't have really anything to speak. And then the Lord dropped the word in my heart and I had sent it to a few individuals. And, and then the Lord said, uh, no, you need to preach this on Sunday morning so that uh, people will be ready to receive during the consecration. Could you turn to somebody and say, I'm going to receive great things during this consecration. Amen. 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 No more wishing and hoping. But I'm going to receive great things during this consecration. And here's the reason why this consecration, this word is so important is because um, I have know satellite radio in my car and what I've noticed and I thought well maybe maybe it was just a tip no a a a problem maybe it was just one of those things where it's just a bad time of reception but then I noticed that every time at least from my car every time I turn I go down Prospect Street and every time when I take that left onto Harvard Street by that light right after Whole Foods, all of a sudden my satellite goes out for about maybe a second. And I was like, man, and it's one thing when it goes out, it's another thing, like I used to hate, before I had satellite radio, I used to hate, I'm listening to talk radio, and they're on a subject that I really like, and, then, and some of you know what I'm talking about, and then you go under that underpass on Broadway. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, like, no! 
and you really want to stop, but that's not a good place. Can I get a witness out there? Uh, and, and but but what what the Lord was showing me is that, uh, and I know that one happened. So those of you who are not familiar familiar with Cain, but just bear with us. Me. So then, when I hit the light on Inman Street, between Inman Street on corner Inman Street and uh, and Broadway, then my satellite comes on, and. What the Lord was saying to me is, Brian, what this consecration is going to do is to put people in a place where there is good reception. That's a bad word right there. That's a bad word right there. There is good reception. In other words, there's what? God reception. So that's all this fast is going to do. It's just going to put you in a place where you're like, oh, now I can, I can, not, I can see, I can hear clearly now. So we start on Ash, uh, Ash Wednesday, March 1st. There'll be some instructions on that and uh, on our website because we don't we'll have time to go through this uh, too much. But anyways, Acts chapter 8, verse 28 through... 32, and I'm reading from the uh, Passion Translation. It's a new translation by Dr. Brian Simmons. It says this. Uh, Jesus is speaking, uh, and he says, realize that I do nothing of my own initiative. I only speak the truth that the Father has revealed to me. I don't make up stuff. I only speak the truth that the Father has revealed to me. Verse 29, I am his messenger and he is with me for I only do that which delights his heart. And, and, the, and the way I can do the things that delight his heart is Psalms 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, meaning that he will give you his desires. He will put his desires in your heart so that you will only do the desires that delight his heart. Because your heart will become God's heart. And when your heart becomes God's heart, then you can ask for anything and it will be done because God knows what you're going to ask for is what he wants to give you anyways. And once he puts in your heart what he wants from your heart or for your heart, then you no longer have to pray petitions. You now make declarations. That's a deep word right there. Some of you are asking God for things where he put in your heart the very thing he wants to give you. And he says, do not ask for it. Declare it. God didn't get out into nothingness and said, you know, please let there be light. He said, let there be light. And God is waiting for a voice of authority to declare the will of the Lord. Verse 30, these words caused many to believe in him. Verse 31, Jesus said to those who believe, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. Verse 32, for if you embrace the truth, it will release more freedom into your lives. If you embrace the truth, it will release more freedom into your lives. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord, Lord. free me from fads. Me from fads. 
Lord, free me from fads. From fads. When I got married, we got married on May 28th, 1983. And I learned a lesson watching people's who got married prior to me, and I want to give also a suggestion to those of you who will be getting married from this moment on. I noticed that when I looked at some of my uh, older friends' wedding pictures, I discovered that when I looked at their wedding pictures, I have a friend who got married around 1975, and I looked at his wedding pictures, and I was like, mm. <laughs> because back then, the style, and those of you who are probably, you know, around my age, you remember when men used to wear high heel shoes. Now, now, now the millennials are just looking at me like, and we weren't prince. I mean, we wore high heel shoes, and and. Platforms, yeah, platforms, platforms, and and look, look, you have to Google it, and wide lapels, like that. I mean, we were we were the epitome of that Christian song, "I'll Fly Away." <laughs> and then the style was big velvet bow ties. I mean, I mean, big. And then on top of that. Everybody had to look like the Jackson 5. Big afros. Big bell bottoms. So I was looking at my friend's wedding pictures and all the brothers were standing like this with their velvet jackets and their platform shoes and their big afros. And I said to myself, looking at pictures like this, that's a fad. Meaning that it looks cool now, but it's not going to look so cool later. So I decided that what I was going to do for our wedding is get something classical so that no matter when an individual looked at my wedding picture, they would say, oh, that's cool. I mean, it's not like cutting edge, but it's not like... (laughs) So I bought a, well, not bought, we rented a, a Pierre Cardin dinner jacket. No, no, thin lapels. So, and, and the thing, I look at that picture and I was like, wow, this looks, I mean, years, no, 35 years, 34 years later, it still looks intact. But the only mistake I made, the only mistake I made is that I had on my glasses. I should have just taken them off and put them in here so that way. Now, my brother was my best man, raised there. See, he looks cool in the picture. He was smart. But my whole point is that you don't want to be caught up in a fad because a fad is a fact as opposed to being the truth. The truth of the Lord endures forever. A fact only endures for today. So right now, You, the fact is you may be broke, but the truth is that your God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That's why we sing that song, 
Let the weak, the fat, say that I'm strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done. The facts won't make you free. You can whine all you want about the facts. It's the truth that makes you free. That's what Jesus is saying. And you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Oh, my. The devil's going to always, the devil will always fight you with facts. He has a better resume on your life than you do. And he keeps bringing up your past. He keeps bringing up how things didn't work out. You got this. The only way you can shut the devil's mouth up is to give him the truth. I like what the book, uh, this book, I think it was this book, where he said, yeah, it was this book, uh, Draw the Circle by Mark Batterson that I'm recommended. It's a 40-day prayer challenge. And he says, we got to get to a place where we stop telling God about our problem and tell our problem about our God. That's a good word right there. Because your problem ain't listening anyways. So the, the chapter starts out, woman caught in adultery, adultery, and again, because she's caught in adultery, people around her are trying to, uh, to identify her as an adulterer. Mm. Some of you made a mistake and people want to ID you as a failure. But Jesus says, no, I'm going to set you free, woman. And he says, you know, he says, where are you accused? You know the story. And then he says, go and sin no more because you are not what they were trying to make you out to be. Mm. Then he goes on to declare himself as the light of the world, which light will keep us from ignorance or darkness. Ignorance, all, all ignorance means, it comes from two Latin words, ig and norance, which simply means to not know. I just don't know. So, you know, many of us, many times, we've walked into our rooms and didn't turn on the light. And we kind of felt our way around because we did not know. But when the light came on, we knew. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And then go on to say, uh, Jesus, he, he goes on, and this is all happening prior to this verse. He goes on to say the consequences of not believing in him. Their consequences. Then he goes on to teach the benefits to those who believe in him. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. So when he said the truth will make you free. When he says, I like this version, he says uh, the truth, if you embrace truth, it will release more freedom into your lives. I wanted to know what this word truth meant. And the word truth is a Greek word, and the Greek word is aletheia. So there's a church, my good friend, uh, Pastor Adam Marbury, uh, he pastors aletheia church. That's what aletheia means. It means truth. The word truth, and one of the synonyms of the word truth is reality. Reality. So, for example, uh, this Young, handsome man. The fact is, how old are you? Eight. Eight. So the fact is, he is eight years old. What grade? Second. Second. So that's a fact. He's an eight-year-old boy in the second grade. The truth is, 
The truth is, he's somebody's husband. He's somebody's dad. He's a grandfather. He smiled at that. (laughs) Because fact is how a thing is now. Truth is how it will end up in the eyes of God. That's why I encourage you. I encourage you, those of you that we have, I counted five women in our church who are pregnant. Five. There may be more. But five. There may be some who don't even know it. But five. (laughs) And, and, and. And what I did when, when my wife was pregnant with Vanessa and Jessica, I would lay my hands, and we knew they were girls, and I would lay my hands on their stomach, and, on her stomach, rather, and, and I would pray for my daughter's husbands. Because fact is, they're an embryo. Truth is, they're going to be someone's wife. So now I'm not worried about my daughters marrying somebody crazy because I've invested. Watch this. I, they have an endowment of decades of prayers. So if you're not the right one, you better watch out. This word aletheia means, it's interesting. It's, it, it, it's described as the candor of mind which frees a person from fad. The candor of mind. Now, watch this. This word candor you see on the screen, it, if you look at the word candor, the etymology of the word candor is whiteness. Are you following me? And in Revelation chapter 5, verse 6, it talks about uh, whiteness indicating purity. So, in, in Revelation chapter 15, verse 6, it has the, uh, the angels, they were clothed in white, pure, pure white linen. Pure white linen. And we won't have time to get into that. But we're saying that purity or whiteness represents purity. Are you following me? And then in the next verse is Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. It says, remember I said whiteness indicates purity. And then... Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart because they shall see God. Are you following me? And then Proverbs 23 verse 7, King James Version says, as a man thinks in his heart, that's who he is. Are you with me? So what it's saying here is that that candor of thinking in your heart, are you with me? It's, it's, he's not talking, it's not talking about your brain. It's talking about your heart. Because you will obey your heart. You won't always obey your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have all these facts about how this person is no good, but your heart always makes excuses. And you will do what your heart says. That's why the Bible says in Uh, uh, Proverbs 4 verse 23 guard your heart with all diligence because out of your heart is your issues and David realizing out of my heart is my issues says in Psalm 119 verse 11 your word have I hid in my heart so I don't mess up that's why we need to get the word in my heart okay let's keep going everybody with me so far 
So we're talking about the, the, the candor of mind or the candor, the, the purity of heart so I can see God and I can free myself from, from, from fad. Fad. What, what are you talking about, fad? Falsehood, affection, deceit, and simulations. That's what this word aletheia means. It means the candorness, the purity of heart, the purity of thinking that will free you from falsehood. Are you with me? Affections. Deceit and simulation. Let's start with falsehood. How many of y'all raise your hand? I know most guys don't, but you learn this when you have daughters. How many of y'all watch The Real? Anybody watch The Real? Four girl. Okay, thank you. There's one up there. Okay, this is a show called The Real with these four young ladies and and. And the reason why I know about this because, you know, my daughters watch it. And we DV, they, no, they DVR it, and I kind of watch with them sometimes. But it was interesting. They have this thing <clears throat> where they have this, where they call somebody from the audience, and they will put, they will put two handbags on, on, on a table. And they'll say, one is a real Gucci bag that costs you know, $500, and the other one is a knockoff, and that's only 50 And they have a person come and try to guess which one is the real Gucci and which one is a knockoff. Are you following me? And what God is saying is that when you have truth, you will be delivered from falsehood. You will be delivered from picking the knockoff. Secondly, when you have truth, it will free you from affections. In other words, truth will protect you from following your feelings. Because your feelings are nothing more than feelings. And we get in trouble when we follow our feelings. Mm-hmm. 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 Some of you have gotten in fights simply because of feelings. Okay, I'm just looking straight at the clock. Free me from falsehood. Free me from affections. Free me from deceit. Mm. Free me from deceit. Deceit. There is receive. And then there is deceive. So, for example, come up here, sir. Now, what's your name? Lorenzo. Lorenzo? Lorenzo. Lorenzo, Lorenzo. He plays flag football. And so, Lorenzo, we're going to play some catch because you're going to be a receiver. Receive, right? So, very good. Okay. So, did he receive? No, he didn't. (laughs) 
Watch this. He seethed. He didn't receive. What does re mean? Again. I only threw it to him once. So he only seethed. The word seethe means to grasp. It means, stay there, Lorenzo. It, it means to grasp. It, it means to take. It means to occupy. So he only seethed. He only grasped it once. Now, now he has received. Ooh, you're good. Ooh, this is fun. This is fun. He's like, I like this church. Yeah. Well, I guess we got to let them play also, so. But thank you, Lorenzo. That's a $2 bill. It's real. So there is receive, mean to grab again, to take again, but then there is deceive. <laughs> and the prefix D means down, away from, completely. So when you are deceived something is taken away from you when <laughs> when you are deceived this word sieve or copio it means occupy so when you are deceived you have been completely occupied which means that when the devil completely occupies your time, you're wasting time. When you have been deceived, this word "sieve" also means Latin copio. It means to cheat. You have been deceived, completely cheated. When you have been deceived, you have been, this word copio means contained. So you have been completely contained. So that no matter how much someone prays, enlarge my territory, because you have been deceived, you have been contained. Where's that in the Bible? Joshua chapter 1. The Lord said, this is all your area. And he says, everywhere you what? Put your feet. Josh, come on, folks. Everywhere you put your feet will belong to you. Then he says, now I know you because you'll always settle for less than what I have for you. So if you read verses 1 to 4, he actually tells them where their borders are. And... And yet, they refused 
to go beyond. They, they refuse to go up to the borders. If you read it, if you read it halfway through the book of Joshua, Joshua gets about, I believe, and you have to read it. There's about seven tribes that he says to them, what's wrong with you? We're halfway through my book and you still haven't taken what belongs to you. You know why? Because they were deceived into thinking that the giants were bigger than their God. What have you been deceived about? And then finally, deliver me from falsehood. Deliver me from affections. Always follow my feelings. Deliver me from deceit and deliver me from simulation. Simulation. Oh my. Simulation. I was amazed when I was walking through the TSA line. Because I think it's Logan Airport. And as I'm walking, there's this woman who is saying, and remember to pay, you know, three times one, you know, three, have three bottles. Or one, and she's talking, and I'm looking like, she don't, I don't think she's real. And when I got up to her, all she was was a cardboard that had a projector on her. She was a simulation. Oh, my. Some of us need to be delivered from the devil's simulations. Mm, 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 mm. In this book, he talks about, he talks about, in, in, in chapter 14, I believe, really struck me. He said, in, we know in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, be careful and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is what? Is what? Is what? Say that again. <laughs> He's a lion, right? Raise your hand. Oh, good. He's like a roaring lion. He is a simulation of the real lion. Revelation chapter 5 verse 5 tells us that Jesus is the lion of Judah. But the devil is like a roaring lion. Judah means what? What the devil wants to do, because he's like a roaring lion, he's trying to stop you from praising God by intimidating you. But if you will let the lion of Judah rise up, he rises up through the roar of praise. One minute. Let's stand up and give God a roar of praise. Yes! Yes! The Lion of Judah 
will rise up in your situation when he hears the roar of praise. Some of you have been too quiet in your home because the devil has been like a roaring lion. He's roared at your finances. He's roared at your sicknesses. He's roared in your marriages. But you need to stand up to the devil and give him a roar back. A roar of your best praise. And if you resist the devil, he will flee. Hallelujah. 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 Ah, you may be seated. Woo. Shetabakata. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Now you may be saying it don't take all that. But you're being quiet for all these years. How's that working for you as Dr. Phil says? He's waiting for a roar of praise. He's waiting for a roar of praise. I saw this woman. I'm going to tell because she was dancing out of her mind. That's for you. That's right. Amen. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes. I thought about this, and I realized that there are a number of places uh, where we travel. There is what we call streets. And this is Columbia Street. Uh, there are avenues. Uh, my wife was raised on Glendale Avenue. Uh, there are boulevards. We went to a school on Powderhouse Boulevard in Cambridge. But then there are ways. There are ways. There are ways. Get the next slide. There are ways. And so there's this place called Rico, or sorry, Richard B. Modica Way. Uh, his, I, we actually knew this man. He actually contributed to our Sunday school. And, and so his wife got the city to to name this way. It's not a street. It's not a boulevard. It's not an avenue. It's a way. Now, if you can show another picture, uh, the next picture, okay? And many of you recognize, especially if you take the subway, you know this way. It, 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 you walk through the parking lot, okay? There, there is, there is uh, uh, Bishop Allen Drive. You walk through that parking, that, that, the parking lot, and then you come to Rico, uh, Monica Way, and you walk through there, and that'll take you directly to Mass Ave, where now Targets is. Okay, so now as you now help me out here, as you're walking through this way, what do you see? What do you see? Graffiti. Graffiti. Anybody else? What do you see, sir? Um, gravities. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? People walking. People walking. Okay. So you 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 see. You know, graffiti, you see the overcast cover, you see a whole lot of things. Am I right? Am I right? 
And so what happens is that as you're walking through this, and you may smell certain things, uh, so as you're walking through this, you're describing, you're describing your way. Are you with me? But Jesus said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when you're walking with Jesus, you're walking on truth way. And so when you're walking on truth way, you are describing what you see. But after this scripture, Jesus talks about the devil's way. Because in John 8, 44, it says the devil is a liar. So, so you don't get mad at me. Turn your name and say, neighbor. What way are you walking in? As you're walking through the way, what do you describe it? Because whatever you're describing will let you know what way you're in. As we're walking through the way, your daughter will always be sick. She'll never get well. Her kids will have sickle cell. You know, you, I could be walking in liar's way. And what I'm trusting God is that when I go on this consecration, Liar's way is going to become truth way. So now, no matter what my pocket says, the Lord will provide. I am blessed beyond all measure. He's a good, good father. But don't you see all this graffiti around you? I don't know what you see. I'm not walking in liar's way. He's a good, good father. That's who he is. That's who he is. That's who he is. What, what, what do you see? I don't know what you see, but I'm on truth way. Hallelujah. Let's all stand for a moment. We'll release the Sunday school students and the Sunday school teachers. You can stop playing something softly, Austin. Thank you, Jesus. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. It's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. You're perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to uh, One more time, you're good. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. Pause. John 17, verse 17, I believe it says, Jesus says, sanctify them. Separate them for your use by your truth. Your word is truth. 
I hate to say it, but some of you have got to get off of liar's way. And again, it's not that you want to live on liar's way. But unless you get delivered from falsehood, affections following your feelings. Some of you, your whole mood depends on what the weather says. That's a lie. Because This, this book, this Bible in Psalms 118 verse 24 says this is the day this is the day that the are you with me? this is the day that the what? which means that if there's a day the Lord has made then there's a day that the devil has made you know what that day is called? That's called a day from hell. If you're going through hell, <laughs> that's a day that the devil's trying to make for you. But he said, this is the day that the what? Lord has made. And if you're going through hell, the only way you're going to get into the day that the Lord has made is that what? I will. I will. I, I choose. It doesn't mean the day is going well, but I choose to rejoice, rejoice, rejoy, rejoy, joy again and again and again. Because Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Turn your name and say, neighbor. Yo, your, your house is too sad. Too sad. Too sad. When, 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 when's the last time people could hear rejoicing from your house? When, when's the last time people could hear shouts of praise from your house? When, ah, when's the last time? No, you don't like this. Huh? When's the last time? Ah. You had to you had to shut the windows because your praise was too loud in your house. I remember. See, God makes it easy now. You don't even need Austin in your house. Just you, my God, just put on a Bluetooth. We 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 were playing one time in our house. We were playing. I give you glory. I give you praise because my enemies did not triumph. And all of a sudden, we we had a praise break in the kitchen. Did we not, hon? I mean, Vanessa, Jessica, me, we were like, oh. Oh. And we didn't care what our neighbors thought. I know you're going to have two minutes in here. When's the last time you had two minutes in your house? When's the last time you just ran around your house like, ah. When's the last time you just fell prostrate in your house and just worshipped declaring the truth of the Lord endures forever